0: Hi, welcome to Rando Reruns, Episode 1.
1: Hi, Matt. How are you? I am excited for this is what I am.
0: (laughs) How are you, sir? (laughs) I've been looking forward to this with great enthusiasm. We should both introduce ourselves for this whole thing. I'm Todd Mitchell. Here's what I sound like. I will be one of your guides on this journey of ours. But uh, I am a a content creator, writer, entertainment industry Person, I guess, in terms of writing, recording, and and such, this is fantastic. Let's let's talk about you, Matt Hill. What do you do?
1: My name is Matt Hill. I am uh, a person that remembers everything he shouldn't and loves being a dad. And I I stream on Twitch. Uh, anything I want, it's my choice. And uh, don't forget that when you're in the chat.
0: Oh, <laughs> that comes up. So yeah, the whole idea is as long as we've been friends. Everything we've done, trips out and about, streams, video game sessions, everything turns into old TV talk with us. Somehow. And it drives everyone nuts. And I love it. It makes me so happy. It seems to make you happy. We're taking a run at this. The idea behind this podcast. Once a week, we are going to have a set list of old TV episodes. And we're not going to do just one show. We're not going to do just one category. Probably mostly be sitcoms. But uh, once a week, one of us is going to pick from a list of shows. We're both going to watch it, and we're going to talk about it the following week. It's as simple as that, but it kind of recreates that thing when we were growing up, when you flipped on the TV, you checked the channel guide, and those were your options. You know, not not all 60 of them were your options. You didn't want to watch 55 of them. You came (laughs) down to four or five things you might want to watch. Kids, that's all we had, I swear. You would never believe it now, but that's how we grew up. I say kids. We're going to have older folks, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> folks true. our edge, uh, most likely. But yes, it's anything goes. It has to be an older TV show. Uh, probably not anything that's still on. So I would maybe yeah. rule The Simpsons out for right now yeah. and stuff like that. But anything that we can stream during the week and anything we want to watch between us. Great.
1: Fair, that's fair game to me. You just jogged my memory and I was thinking, man, is TV Guide still a thing?
0: I thought about TV Guide <laughs> for the first time in like ten, ten, fifteen 10, 15 years. While I was sort of taking notes on these rules, I thought, like, this is also kind of like TV Guide. Because I was putting in some (laughs) descriptions into our list, you know? Yeah. And I was oh, TV Guide. It'd be fun to write for TV Guide. But I'm not sure TV Guide exists anymore.
1: (laughs) Just used to show up once a week. Dad would sit there and do the crossword puzzle and pin because he's a bold fellow. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that would tell you what was on during the week. And then you could pop a VHS tape into the uh, VCR there and illegally record your shows and watch them at your convenience. (laughs)
0: That's right. VHS was the best we had. Otherwise, it was like reruns on cable. And so, hence, that's kind of what we're going to do. Indeed. Let's see. Uh, We should talk about tonight's episode. This is fun and also kind of sad. Like We decided to do an episode of Boy Meets World because when we came, I think the day we came up with this idea, Willie Garson, who played Lenny Spinelli, uh, passed away. Uh, news came out that he had passed away, and he was a very funny guy, and he's he's known for way more than just Boy Meets World. He was all over the place. I think he had a pretty successful career. But my introduction to Willie Garson was Boy Meets World and assistant manager Lenny Spinelli from uh, Alan's store, right?
1: Yes, he was also. So rewatching the episode today, I'm not ashamed to admit this because I really don't give a shit. He was also on Sex and the City as, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he was... Maybe it wasn't Stuart Simpson, maybe? He had glasses, a short, bald guy. He was kind of all meek-mannered and really nice. I liked him.
0: I also watched the occasional Sex in the City. It was not common at all, but that just goes to show how things were for us back then. It was like yes. in our local market, it was whatever was on like Channel 11 yep. all day and all night. <laughs> I would leave Absolutely. that channel on for weeks at a time.
1: That's <laughs> exactly correct.
0: The funny old TV in our uh, in our picture for for social and all that stuff, it actually does not look at all unlike the TV I was using at that age. It was an older <laughs> TV, probably yeah. from the late eighties, early nineties, but I used yeah. it well into the two thousands. They lasted forever.
1: Yeah, I wrote it until they died. Those two TVs lasted forever.
0: So there's no shame in anything that we watched. My <laughs> wife had some good ideas. She's like, you guys going to do Mama's Family? And I was like, oh, oh we should God. do Mama's Family. My
1: boss at work. So we do trivia every day at the end of our meeting. And he did a Mama's Family. Somebody said something. He's like, nope, I got it. Watch this. And he just went Mama after Mama Ooh. after Mama. And I was like, I, I knew some of these.
0: That's two people around us, two votes for Mama's Family. And it's not actually easy to watch. Mm. Believe it or not, it's on Apple TV. But it's that. like pay per episode. I have it too, what? but it's not even with your with your subscription. It's more like the old iTunes days where you could buy per show. Hmm. So if, if, you, if you want that, you got to go through Apple Plus. So. I might.
1: You used to have to do episode by episode pay for Apple Plus?
0: It's like 2 per show. Get the F out of here. Mid, mid what? Mid 80s? Early 80s? Uh, a old uh, Carol old show.
1: Burnett. Yeah, I would think somewhere in that time frame. Yeah.
0: Might be older, yeah. Uh, that was, and we got to talking about, I won't go through all the old shows, but this, that's to say almost anything <laughs> that we watched at any point is fair game. We're,
1: it's a we're both gamut. mid to
0: late 30s now, so it's anything goes all the way back. Without further delay, tonight's episode of Boy Meets World. Okay, so I believe the first appearance of Lenny Spinelli, at least the one that stood out in my mind, was uh, season one, episode 11, the father-son game. He was very funny in this. I watched this again today, too, and realized he, do- he doesn't really show up till like the last third of the show. In my mind, I thought he was in like more of the episode, but he actually appeared pretty late in the episode and still kind of stole the show for me. He's very funny. This overview is completely wrong. Where did I well, get this see. overview? This overview is not what happened. Here's the overview. OK, so Alan's excited about the father son game. It's Mm -hmm. coming up. It's annual. It's every year. And this year, Corey and Eric don't want to do it. They're not interested. They're getting too old. Eric's got a date. Uh, Corey's got video games. I can relate. (laughs) So they kind of give their dad the runaround so they won't have to play. That's That's sort of the setup. I was really ready to dig in and like make fun of some old school 90s TV writing. I can't believe all they tried to get away with, all the dumb ideas, all this reuse stuff. I get into the storylines. I go, wow. This was actually pretty well done. I was impressed by... Not every episode of Boy Meets World is a winner. This right. one was a winner, and I looked up the writer, our Lord and Savior Bill Lawrence. Of, there you go. Of Scrubs fame, our beloved Spin City, and Ted Lasso. He's probably <laughs> one of the most respected TV writers of all time now.
1: It was an episode... So I've I've watched Boy Meets World in its entirety probably... I don't know, two to three times spread out through my whole life. Okay. Yeah. And watching this episode, thinking of the nineties and the whole laugh tracks and the weird theme song intros that have always changed. And then like <laughs> the weird little interlude from scene to scene music that they provide. I was sure. sitting there and I was watching it all. And I was like, number one, Ben Savage is a savage. Easy. Two. Two, they didn't skip a beat. The rhythm and flow of everything throughout the entire episode was just like jib, jab, flow, the whole (laughs) everything, whether it's the mom and the daughter, whether it's, you know, Eric and Corey or his dad and the weird, I always forget his dad's a grocery store, like manager. (laughs) I don't know why, but I've always forgotten that.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like they made it a point to give everybody a thing. And then, like as the show went on, they're just like it doesn't matter anymore. No, we're not even going to talk about it.
0: <laughs> Our specialties Basically. are not as important. Yeah, it's <laughs> the Let's the beady. recurring themes that come back in every episode are like it's ball busting nonstop. The whole family is. This was a '90s thing in every show. It was, it, it was, it was very weird to me even at that time. It was like f- common family interactions are like you idiot, blah blah blah. And I'm like, what? Why are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the opening scene, it's the daughter that's, I don't know, how old would Morgan be at this time? Like Morgan's six, like six, seven. yeah. And she's, I've been up since 6 a.m. as the mom's pouring coffee, you know, like, I'm sure you have. Amy
0: comes downstairs, no idea where Morgan's been. Morgan's apparently been up for hours. Everybody else saunters into the room like, oh, Morgan, what's up? I'm like, this is not how you deal with a six-year-old. <laughs> I have a six-year-old. <laughs> I this is going
1: <laughs> oh, but yeah, and she's just been, you know, jacked up on the the Mountain Dew, a.k.a. the sugary cereal that Corey goes looking for. <laughs> she,
0: she's she been sitting at the table. She has sorted out all the sugar pieces from the cereal and eaten them all. And so she's starting to have a freak out is the whole gist of this, like, this gag. <laughs> so she's eaten all the cereal pieces. The rest is all like powdery dust all over the table. Okay, that's funny. Yes. It, but but a theme in this episode is like no one's paying any attention to morgan
1: <laughs> <laughs> classic younger child syndrome
0: right a and the b story are going to manifest themselves i would call the c story like no one's paying any attention to morgan at all <laughs> that's fair so uh yeah they, they they go through the setup the boys are talking about all this stuff um Corey at one point says to Amy oh you love me
1: and Amy goes oh you wish the mother tells
0: her son you wish I loved you
1: yeah and that's what I mean it's just jib jab constant flow but it wasn't it wasn't over the top cheesy like it this one at least episode had its place it yeah all just went together it it did stand out to me like it always does but uh yeah. Um, Eric comes in
0: to talk about his date. He uh he does his first like fake weather forecast, which is funny mm-hmm. because that ends up being a big thing for him later in the series. So he's given it his, like, oh, a chance of uh things heating up during my date with Vicky or whatever. I'm like, all right, settle <laughs> down.
1: <laughs> and he's not even 16 yet. So I was like, wait a minute, how are you gonna do anything?
0: Right. What are you gonna do there, 15-year-old? Uh, <laughs> so so they go through we get through the family breakfast and they go through like, oh, it's Father son softball weekend. And the boys are like, oh, oh, uh, is it that time already? Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't and, dawn on either of them until it's too late.
0: Right. They had no idea. They've got their plans. Alan comes in. He's like super invested in this, super <laughs> amped to like beat the hell out of the other team. He goes, <laughs> he goes, these guys. Have spiritual zen and inner tranquility. Let's kill them.
1: Yeah, that's what of these something about they, they're a bunch of hippies. It's Topanga's mom and dad's bookstore or whatever. I can't remember right. the name of it, but they're like it's, they sell crystals. if they It's like all the,
0: the, the the unicorn tranquility bookstore or something like that. I didn't. It's mm. not in my notes, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's funny that he's talking about that because. It's well established that the the Matthews family knows Topanga's family very well. So they know that's Topanga's family. And Alan's like, (laughs) rip their heads off, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We finally get to Corey's school here in uh, what I would say is probably the start of Act 2. We sort of launch the B story here. Corey and Topanga, Sean, Minkus, everybody's Mm. in uh, Feeney's social studies class, which is one of the common go-to's. We come in and they're, they're doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Topanga's just sitting there. And they finish the pledge and Corey, of course, jumps into like, why isn't, why didn't she do it? Uh, Feeney goes into, uh, oh, Miss Miss Lawrence, why didn't you decide to say the pledge or whatever? And this discussion of social protest starts. Way ahead of its time. It was way ahead of its time, right? (laughs) Very odd. Early 90s. This is, this is a funny thing. I don't think there was that much discussion along these lines at the time. Not nearly uh, like now. But our Lord and Savior, Bill Lawrence, has decided <laughs> to war <work. laughs> he's, he's always looking into his crystal ball, and he's uh, seeing into the future, and he decides that uh, it's time to talk about tradition versus protest. I was very impressed by this. <laughs> Again, I was hoping to bust balls tonight, and here I am impressed <laughs> by these storylines. So uh, the other clever thing about this uh, this scene is that they set it up in such a way that at the end it's it's made clear, if you notice— that mr feeney cooked this up it's oh, yeah. it's strongly implied that he suggested topanga sit one out or uh almost take a knee as it were Yeah. And, and they of course grab cory hook line and sinker and he's oh yeah and mr feeney okay well sounds like we have our debate set up so he's he's roped <laughs> cory into this debate because otherwise he knows cory would be fucking around yeah. and not paying attention you know
1: and of course minkus would be like he set you up didn't he <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, he goes, he goes, you've been set
1: up, bud. <laughs> the way, bud. Yeah, the way he little slid that in there at the end.
0: Very, Minkus, I love Minkus. Can Everything I just stop to him. appreciate Minkus? Mm. He needed a spinoff. To Minkus. To Minkus. <laughs> Big Bang Theory should have been about Minkus.
1: Yeah. yeah, people would have liked him more than Johnny Galecki, apparently. So.
0: I didn't watch Big Bang Theory, but if there was a show like that, it needed to be about Minkus.
1: That so. would be a good one.
0: Could have been another one on Bill Lawrence's. uh...
1: (laughs) Just keep adding to that resume.
0: Yeah so where were we oh boy
1: um Uh, so he was set up mr feeney obviously had planted tabanga and then Corey took it hook line and sinker and then minka said bird (laughs) but
0: yeah it's funny because right away Corey starts saying stuff that he's not thinking about he's talking about like (laughs) he immediately jumps into like hinting at his own situation without acknowledging it he's like well you know why can't you just do the tradition to make the people around you happy and blah 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 (laughs) and this is stuff that went way over my head like not just as a kid but as an older adult who went like yeah boy meets world this is funny this was actually very clever to me i'm not very hard to to impress (laughs) but uh right away it was clear what they were kind of going toward but it was it was kind of impressive the way they lined this uh this scene up. this scene which lasts two minutes and 11 seconds when we start this scene they're saying the pledge of allegiance presumably at the beginning of class the bell rings two minutes and 11 seconds later
1: (laughs) Best period ever.
0: <laughs> I know this is a sitcom and they have limited time, but how would you ever explain a thing like that?
1: <laughs> they packed a lot into it, too. Everything from Corey yelling at her and not understanding what's happening to Sean going, in <laughs> the background <laughs> while Corey's laying it on him until the bell rings and he just books it out. So, oh, yeah.
0: man. Corey, Corey runs out the clock and the bell rings and they're off to uh, off to lunch where yes. Minkus uh, pulls a fast one on Sean who has messed with his burger. That's funny. <laughs> the, the, the whole scene is that they're talking about... Uh, Corey and Sean are talking about what they like to do on the weekends, commiserating about this game being upon them and they don't want to do it. And uh, again, <laughs> Minkus comes by, drops some knowledge. They're not paying attention. And then he even... Proves he's much smarter than them by, uh, trick, like counter tricking Sean into eating the shitty burger he just messed with.
1: (laughs) He said, said look, Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal.
0: And they even went like, oh, he's smarter than us, but they completely ignored the nice thing he said about, like, well, guys, dads really just try to live vicariously through their children. It's almost like an end of episode thing, like right at the beginning. They didn't even hear it. It it was pretty funny. Pretty well done.
1: It was perfect because Corey was having his out loud inner monologue and Sean was having his out loud monologue about Minkus's burger <laughs> and messing with it. So it's like, he's good. And he's good. It just didn't skip a beat. The flow the whole time.
0: Smooth jazz. The whole thing. Yes, yeah. Basically. We, uh, we cut back home. Here's where it gets weird for me. Amy's mothering throughout this entire episode. <laughs> I know it it was probably hard to fit her in meaningfully into this story, but this entire episode, she wants nothing to do with anything. (laughs) It's funny. Like, I think they probably wanted to give her so many lines in the script, but every one of them basically had to be like, you guys deal with it. (laughs) Not my problem. (laughs) She says she's glad it's not a husband and wife softball game. That's kind of funny. Yes. And then uh, when the boys go to her like, hey, why don't you kind of get us out of it? She basically tells them to go to hell. (laughs)
1: <laughs> More or less, truly.
0: <laughs> she then tries to go to the bank without Morgan. Like, no one's checked on Morgan since the beginning of the episode. She has to run down the stairs randomly as her as the only parent home is leaving. <laughs> Alan's presumably at work. She's going off to the bank and Morgan's like, take me with you. A- Amy wants nothing to do with that either.
1: <laughs> Stay home and play with your toys. All right, we're going to the bank now. She Yeah, she... <laughs>
0: Poor Morgan has clearly learned she has to force her way into things. <laughs> She's grabbing Amy's hand and dragging herself out, out the door. I'm going with mommy. And the and the boys are probably just thinking, like, you, you poor little kid who no one loves. Before long, Corey and Eric naturally turn against each other. They start by scheming, like, how can we get out of this? One of them comes up with, well, hey, only one of us has to do this for this to be a father-son game. And they both get excited without realizing one of them has to lose in this scenario, (laughs) which is, you know, classic sitcom funniness. And this escalates until they both run to Alan, who's on the couch, literally hugging his glove (laughs) against his chest (laughs) as if it's a fourth child. (laughs) Which Morgan's probably watching and just going, God damn it.
1: (laughs) These fucking people.
0: Cold and alone across the room, just looking at him, hugging this glove. (laughs) His punishment is his, his two young sons run down the stairs and both start blasting excuses at him about why they can't go to the game. Not only that, they're attacking each other. So it's just like <laughs> abundantly clear they want nothing to do with this old man. <laughs> and, uh, his clever thing here in this scene is, is he goes, Oh, guys, let me interrupt you. They actually canceled the game. Which, of course, they did not. Correct. But, like, well, they they couldn't get enough interest for the game this year, and so it's canceled, and he just kind of saunters out of the room. And Doofus 1 and Doofus 2 are sh- celebrating, yay, yeah, we don't have to do the game.
1: Sad oboe music as Alan exits the scene there. <laughs> 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 it literally is sad oboe music. <laughs> Truthfully, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <a> reeking <laughs> of 90s, I loved it. Whatever happened to that? They don't do that on shows anymore. Like, even... I don't, Sonny and Philly comes up, and they have little, like, doo, 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 as people are doing things, but there's no, like, scene end and scene beginning, like. Dude,
0: always always. Sonny's music is fantastic, and Spot they, on. I think the whole thing was they got it off of, like, a stock disc of, like, stuff the studio owned or yeah. something. It was, it was something like, like that,
1: because they didn't expect it to do well or to make money or something like that for the first two seasons, so they were doing, like, everything as free and cheap as possible, and then it turned right. out to be. One of the most amazing shows that ever graced TV, period.
0: Yeah, one of them said in an interview, I think they, they spent like literally $200 on the pilot, which was all the cost of the ca- the hand camera that they used. <laughs> and then they paid to lock that music down and it's become iconic. I mean, it, yes. it, it really like that music hits the spot. It's perfect yes. for that show. Oh. And I get it stuck in my head all the time. All the time. So I meant to mention the music at the beginning of this one because there are how many total... Theme songs to Boy Meets World, uh, three or four. I don't remember at, what they used for the college least. years. Probably a fourth one,
1: at I, least. I remember everything from so you had the obvious ones from this early one, and then you had the one where it was like cartoon animated, right? And then you had the one where they're all driving in the car and it's doing like three sixty <laughs> shots as they're all driving.
0: That was the worst one. It was almost Beach Boy like. <laughs> and their faces music are, are in the way. clouds yes. and stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I'm trying to think if there, there had to be another one after that. I'm sure, but I yeah, they did at okay. least at least three, four.
0: I can do these for you real quick. The beginning is of course the like circus theme song, yep. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how the show starts, and that gives them all that weird interstitial stuff, like the the happy and the sad, like the sad oboe music. It's all sort of derivative <laughs> from the theme. So then they get a little older. Corey's now, for some reason, the teen idol. And so they got to have this like weird surfer music that these Philadelphia yes. kids are in a top down uh, convertible or something. Go down the yeah. street with their heads in the weird tornado clouds. <laughs> and it's like the surfer, like. <laughs> uh, I hate that one. And then <laughs> then there's the next one, which is so goofy, it just cracks me up. When they're actually singing lyrics, when this boy meets world, yes. <laughs> boy meets world, traveling down this road that we call life. <laughs> Who did all yeah. these
1: scores? Do we have, we should look that up for some time. We,
0: we should talk about, about the, the scores at some point.
1: And we then should, I don't each really, week, yes,
0: I don't really remember the college years one, except that they're goofing around at like one table at a restaurant. And it's the least interesting thing of all.
1: What was uh, that basement restaurant? Uh, Chub Chubby's? Chubby's? Yeah. Yes.
0: That's not what I meant there, but that—that's oh. another great hangout spot. Oh. Similar oh, yeah, to cause when they
1: went to college, it was like a. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. You're right. The
0: college. spot they were at, I don't even think it appeared in the show. It was just they were at like an outdoor table on a sidewalk outside a cafe or something. Yeah. And then they so and then they're just kind of all play fighting and. Doing weird stuff and and it's just it's not very moving at all.
1: <laughs> mm, not at all. Where were we in the story? <laughs> uh, they just ran downstairs and we're Alan, talking. Alan
0: walked out to the yes, sad, oboe sad oboe music. Oboe
1: music. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, next would be very close to one linear. We're
0: we're yeah we're getting close. So the boys do whatever they want this weekend, right? We we cut to the lunchroom again where Topanga comes up to Corey Sean horribly berates her in some way compares her to an alien or something
1: which is oh yeah un- she just beamed down is what he said it's
0: uncomfortable like when uh in in future years they'll talk about how inseparable they all are yeah. uh, and uh topanga of course cory i missed you at the game
1: course, <laughs> what <laughs> what they canceled that game you're obviously mistaken <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> they had the game and I missed you. Bye. <laughs> and Corey's, Corey's sitting back there like, why would my dad tell me they canceled the game? <laughs> Classic. So, uh, yeah. So, we're back home. Corey and Eric figure out what happened. Oh, I I guess we're bad sons. <laughs> I feel bad about he this. Goes,
1: he goes, I have appendicitis. He goes, Corey, that's your heart. He's like... I, what did he call it? I have a heart or something like that. Yeah,
0: heart oh. So, so now, now they go back to mom. <laughs> mom, help us! Now we've messed up, and we we need to make it up. We hurt dad's feelings. She still does not care.
1: <laughs> Correct. She gave zero fucks the entire episode.
0: She's still not moved. She literally says like, "It's over." The fat lady has sung, which was a staple of '90s comedy. You have to do a fat lady sings joke. For some fucking reason.
1: <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but yes.
0: <laughs> she she tacks on a... Uh, the fat lady's saying she's home, she's eating cheesecake in the kitchen or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we've taken a, a dumb joke and made it worse. <laughs> and, and she leaves them with, uh, he, he's a big boy, he'll get over it. If you learned something, you get over it too. <laughs> what the hell is this? This is not family interaction. This is not how it is. This is like, you go apologize to your father and right. i punch you in the mouth.
1: <laughs> Basically like, you feel bad, he feels bad, we're all fucking over it. And it's like, what? That's not how this works.
0: So in, in a weird way, they call Lenny Spinelli because mom won't help them at all.
1: <laughs> and Inter- every kid knows Sp- their father's assistant manager and just has their number available.
0: Inter assistant manager Lenny Spinelli. He shows up with groceries... <laughs> Because Corey (laughs) and Eric have called him to do their bidding. Could you imagine your boss's kids calling you? Hey, go get groceries right now. (laughs) Bring them to my house. house. So he he takes pity on them, I think, and shows up and uh, invites himself to the cookout they want to have for their dad, which is funny. He, uh, he carries on about his injury from the game. There's a funny bit about, like, you guys aren't supposed to know about the game. Uh, uh, your, your dad doesn't know you know? You're, what if, am I supposed to know that you know that he knows you know, know you know? And back and forth and back and forth. And he's, he's, he was very good at it. It was very funny.
1: Did I mention I was on painkillers?
0: <laughs> I, would, I would clap, but I would pass out from pain. <laughs> <laughs> just perfect in that role. Fair, just classic. It was, it was classic. They have the uh, the cookout, which Alan is having a nice time or whatever. What stood out to me here is Corey takes half a head of lettuce, right? <laughs> big big knife chops it in half. Now he's got a quarter, a wedge of lettuce, and they all they all marvel at this like it's a new invention. I looked this up. The wedge salad was uh, first used in about 1920. Yeah, <laughs> and so they all talk about later. this like this is this incredible man invention you can just dunk it in this in the dressing and they they reinvented the wedge salad during this scene
1: he said yeah we don't need plates we don't need utensils after we eat we'll just hose down the patio and be done with it
0: (laughs) uh lenny does his little tirade about like i'll have i'll have a family one day and unless we have a horrible divorce and my wife poisons my children against me and all this stuff he just goes on and on um This is about the time that Corey pulls Eric aside and goes, this isn't good enough. We didn't we didn't do it. We didn't do it well enough. (laughs) Here's where Corey gets the lesson, right? Corey goes, we should have just stepped up to the plate and said, I pledge allegiance to my dad.
1: (laughs) Oh, the the
0: storylines have converged.
1: (laughs) It's all coming full circle. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so so the b story has to conclude here we we cut back to class cory revisits his pledge debate mr feeney says like oh have you changed your position and he says no but then he proceeds to make topanga's argument almost down to the letter he says yeah. allegiance is something you show so if you respect the tradi- traditions of that person Uh, You should do the the traditions, basically, which is if you think about it, (laughs) which somebody didn't, that is Topanga's argument. Like if you respect the organization, if you if they've lost your respect, you don't do it, which is exactly what she was saying. But he says, I'm still making the same argument and makes (laughs) Topanga's argument. This class is even shorter. It is. uh, I timed it at 1 minute and 22 seconds (laughs) before the bell rings. And on the way out, Corey...
1: cuts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. This was ahead of its time. Several children left behind. Uh And on the way out, Corey does the tip of the cap to Feeney. Earlier, he says, you know, if you respect an organization or a person or an adult. And on the way out, he goes back to Feeney and goes, or a teacher. Right and and, everybody's
1: and
0: like, oh. everybody says ah oh. they walk out and Feeney gives that classic like that rascally boy head the, head nod.
1: <laughs> Feeney's always walking, doing his finger. I'm walking, and I'm thinking, <laughs> and I'm teaching.
0: That's true. He does do that. Like he's All sometimes he's filling with glasses, but he's always doing that hand motion. You're right. Yes. Classic. As we bring it home, Corey and Eric admit to their dad that they feel like hell. Yes. they kind of get it out in the open, what they did. We feel bad. He, he tries to go easy on him. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's over. Who cares? I notice there's a ton of wet mouth noise in the mics in this scene. They like all three of them sound like they've got like something in their mouths. It's really I, I did don't know not what the, up on that. <laughs> if you go back to this one scene, it's all like I'm like, "Oh God, what is this?:
1: Yes before it's time.
0: And they talk Alan into scheduling a second annual game in like a week, which actually sounds like the worst thing of all because you're saddling <laughs> him with like setting up schedules, booking a field, yes. convincing people to come do it. Actually, this is worse than just letting it go. <laughs> <laughs> and in the in the final shot, they, uh, they all come home from the game. They're super amped. The kids are, you know, so glad. Oh, so glad we did this. And Alan's super sore and they tell him, Hey, the bookstore wants to make it best two out of three, and now Alan doesn't want to do it.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Which, which I thought was a very clever way to uh, wrap it up.
1: It was part. Well, the other thing before before they scheduled that game, they're like, "Alan, we want to you know play next." He's like, "I'm available next weekend," and Corey and Eric are both like, "Great, let's do it next week then." No matter what's going on, it's like you <laughs> right. just made plans.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's something like. Uh, The day is free for this, no matter what we have planned. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And now he doesn't want to do it.
1: Good stuff. I just had a thought. Alan's, like, injured quite a bit. I remember probably a much later episode where he's, like, done in his back. And it's constantly showing him. And he gets, like, the grabby tool. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. So he's, like, sitting on the couch. And he's, like, dunking Oreos with the grabby tool on the little, like, coffee table in front of him
0: because and that does turn into a funny bit later when yeah. Amy is of course luring him up t- up to the bedroom and he slowly gets <laughs> up like I'm healed it's a miracle and he starts sauntering up the stairs <laughs> he's very funny yes. and uh I feel like most <laughs> Amy Amy's the her, the the actress who plays Amy delightful lady but They don't always utilize her to the best of their ability, particularly in episodes like this that are very heavy on, like, the boys and the school and stuff. (laughs) All of her stuff was like, don't bother me.
1: (laughs) I'm mom and I'm busy.
0: (laughs) But I'm here for my contractual
1: lines. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm getting paid.
0: Well, that is the night's episode. And before we we take it home, we have to choose the episode for next week. It's going to be your turn to pick. And here's how we do this. Okay, so... The mighty algorithm chooses. Not only do we randomly select a set of shows to pick from, we randomly select episodes ahead of time. So you don't just get to go like, I want to watch Cheers and I'll pick an episode. It's like one of them this week is Cheers Season 9, Episode 2. So let's run through these. You tell me what you want to do. And there's an asterisk at the end. I'll explain. Number one, Spin City, The Mighty Spin City, Season 5, Episode 14. It is a Charlie episode it's called in the company of dudes the mayor is named in a lawsuit charlie hires an old college buddy to defend him paul and stewart compete to win the affections of a new worker spin city number two cheers season nine episode two cheers fouls out in an attempt to beat gary's old town tavern in an annual employee basketball game wow another annual game i didn't notice that till just now sam arranges is a pro for cheers Boston Celtic Kevin McHale by insisting the game is for charity. (laughs) Classic Sam.
1: Classic Sam move, yes.
0: Next up, Saved by the Bell, Season 2, Episode 11. It's called 1-900 Crushed. Remember 900 numbers? (laughs)
1: 1-900 numbers.
0: Zach's new money-making idea is to give relationship advice to fellow students with the help of Screech and Lisa. However, the plan fails when Lisa quits and he has to take over. As a result, he gives bad advice to various students and is forced to deal with the consequences when a case of mixed-up phone calls puts Zach in the middle of Kelly and her sister. Wah, wah. <laughs> Finally, we have Family Matters Season 5, Episode 12, Scenes from a Mall. It's a James Avery cameo episode that was recently on social media. Here's the rule. If an episode of something from this time period comes up on social media, it goes on the list. That's still random to us. It's got nothing to do with us. Yeah, we but didn't we'll pick put it. it in for the good of the people, right? Pro bono. Yes,
1: it was the universe.
0: The shopping mall is the meeting place for a battle between the sexes as the Winslow children and their friends converge. What do you want to watch for next week?
1: I think for multiple reasons it must be Family Matters. One Family of Family Matters. Scenes
0: from a mall. <laughs> Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. This was a lot of fun for me. I hope you enjoyed it
1: also. Absolutely. Yes. I enjoyed every, every, we've discussed this for a little bit. And then we finally, you you made the call and I said, absolutely. I want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. So I waited until today to be fresh to watch the episode. So I'm out and down lunch at work watching this episode. And it's one of those things I'm eating at my desk because I, I work, I eat. I don't take breaks because I'm a loser. And I'm sitting there, and headphones are on, or whatever. And, like, you know, Topanga's saying something, or Minka's is saying something. I'm at my desk. I'm just like, like to myself, you know. <laughs> People are looking around, like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Old guy's looking next to me. It's just like, ah, that Minkus, you know, he's he got you again. Bud. <laughs> 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 Shit it's like World
0: so. over here. And they're like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> That's the ad we're going to put out. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So I'm, I'm psyched about this too. I'm having fun with it. We'll probably yes. get these episodes a little shorter. I'll edit yeah. some of this down, but, uh, otherwise we're just going to let it roll. So cool. if you guys want to follow up, this is going to be tricky because I can't, I can't set some of the anchor settings. Uh, anchor.fm is going to be our, our hosting platform, most likely. I can't configure everything fully, including the URL until the first episode is published, which I didn't make this. That's not my call. So. <laughs> Follow at Rando Reruns Cast. Random without the M. Rando, because that's what the kids say. That's what we all say now. At Rando Reruns Cast on Twitter, we will have a URL soon. But until then, you can follow that Twitter account. We will post up when there's something new to see. We're gonna try to do this weekly. We might land on a certain day. Otherwise, I'm gonna put it up as they're done. Would love to have you along. Get in touch. Let us know what you enjoyed. Uh, throw some shows at us. If if one of us like yeah. it or it sounds good to us, we'll add it to the list. And Absolutely. I got some surprises in store. I'm very excited about this also, so I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm enjoying it, and that's good enough for me.
1: Yeah, same here. I'm enjoying it. Be sure to, uh, like you said, throw suggestions, comments, or places that you can get a hold of us, be it on the Twitter or elsewhere and yeah, let us know what you're thinking if you agree if we missed a huge point in the episode that's just driving you up the wall take it home for us bring it on back and let us know
0: sounds good uh tune in next time no, we don't have a catchy <laughs> slogan yet but we will see where's my sad
1: oboe music
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it awesome thanks everybody talk to you talk to you next time